Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hello, and welcome to this month's edition of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. It's Rebecca here, your host, and um, this month, uh, I really do say this every month, but I'm really excited because I was able to have an old friend of mine, Fleur Tomlinson, from 37 South Yachts on the podcast. Um, We used to see each other here and there at yacht shows all around the world, um, and we've had a little bit of phone tag recently to try to sit down, and I'm so grateful that she... um, spared us a few moments today to have a chat. She's actually currently in the south of France working for the summer, so she's normally based in New Zealand. Um, She was actually on the phone with us in the UK, so um, schedules aligned a little bit easier than if we were dealing with New Zealand to uh, Canadian Eastern time zone time. So uh, Fleur, thank you again so much. She's going to have a really great chat about some amazing locations in the world, her time in the industry. It's not... um, it's definitely a very unique way that she entered the industry, um, and she comes from a, a big background of yachting, so it's great that you have someone that's literally known it for their whole lives talk about some locations around the world and you know what's coming up in yachting and some amazing off-those-beaten-track destinations that um, we know everyone's in love with these days and that experiential travel that you really can't get anywhere else. So um, I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you don't already subscribe to our podcast, I highly encourage you to do so. It's a great way to see when we post a new episode and just to stay in touch with us. And um, while there, why not give us a little bit of love, uh, rate us, hit us a review. Um, We love hearing from you. And if you have any comments or you want to reach out, please send them to me personally, Rebecca at OceanscapeYachts.com. Love hearing from you all. And I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, so today we're here with Fleur Tomlinson of 37 South Yachts. Um, Fleur's on the phone with us in the UK right now, but she's a little bit all over the world. So uh, Fleur, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, and um, can you give a little bit of background to our listeners on your time in the industry? I know you come from a yachty background to begin with, so uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about it. Um, Yeah, so I, well, I guess I kind of grew up in the industry really. Um, Both of my parents worked on yachts. So um, uh, when my brother and I were young, we spent, um, we sort of grew up with numerous trips across the Pacific on yachts with our parents. Very nice. (laughs) Um, Actually, my my mum found out she was pregnant with me on um, a crossing from New Zealand. en route from New Zealand to the Caribbean. Oh my gosh, probably thinking <laughs> it's seasickness or something. And then... Exactly. Well, she'd, she'd never had seasickness before. And so she, oh, <laughs> so she was okay. like, oh gosh, this yeah. might be uh, morning sickness. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Um, so yeah, so there was that. And then, um, but professionally speaking, I, um, I started in the industry, I guess when I did quite a bit of day work on super yachts that were in Auckland, um, having work done whilst I was still at university, um, which was an awesome summer job. Mm-hmm. And then um, in my final year of study, I started working as sort of an intern. It was kind of like a placement um, at 37 South. Okay. As um, And then and that was underneath Alan Jowning, who was the uh, one of the directors at the time and also an ex-superyacht captain himself. Um, and then 
and then I just continued on with that. He liked the job that I was doing and, um, and then, yeah. And then I became, after I graduated, I became his assistant, um, officially and then worked my way up, um, from there. Okay. Very cool. So So you're, yeah, I love that background story. And did your parents, like, did you grow up with, was your dad like a captain at times? So he'd be away for long periods or. Yeah, my dad was a captain. Um, so when my, uh, so they were, my mom and my dad were working together on the yachts as like captain and, um, chef combo. Okay. And then when my mum got pregnant with my brother, um, she decided it was obviously time to come ashore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they set up, they, um, bought some property back home and, um, yes, yeah, built the house and, um, came ashore. But my, yeah, my dad stayed, um, continued being a captain for, I think it was about four or five years, um, after, after they came ashore, but and he worked like a rotational, um, type right. of gig. I think it was something like three months on, three months off. So, yeah, so that's why we were, um, lucky enough to, and with really lovely owners too. So, um, they invited the, the family on lots of the trips across. So we, me and my brother would go to, um, from Auckland to Hawaii and like up through Tonga and Fiji and it was amazing. I I was absolutely spoiled. I sort of grew up thinking that it was like totally normal to just be sailing around the world on a Then you go to like kids at school and they go to camping for holiday or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Um, That really instills like an adventure seeker too, I bet, in your blood, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And is the, um, I know like the day charter, it's really big in Florida and, you know, it's great, like gaining some steam in Mediterranean stuff, but is it big, like, was it big in New Zealand then when you were doing day work or was it more like a boat would be in like on a stop for a few nights or something and they needed someone on hand? Is that kind of how that day work happened for you? Oh yeah. No, it, it wasn't like for, it wasn't for day charters at all. It was, um, it was for the super yachts that were coming and this is quite a big industry in New Zealand um a lot of super yachts will come to New Zealand for the refit facilities right um so boats will be getting work done or they'll come in and and um and cruise New Zealand with owners or for charter or or what have you um but basically by day work I mean like um like temporary yacht crew during like every periods on the hard yeah yeah so because I didn't have any of my qualifications and things to go sort of off on board yeah yeah on board and things so it was more like um yeah whilst on land and and yeah that's kind of a taste though without having to fully take that foot off the dock and make a commitment if you weren't sure and yeah exactly it was a really good way for me to decide that I wasn't going to be yacht crew (laughs) (laughs) to weed that one out okay I guess you'd be seeing though how your life is like it's kind of great in theory and I think a lot of people do love it and thrive in it but you're probably also seeing like okay yeah I I won't have a permanent place to live I will be out of a suitcase for months at a, a time or whatever the case may be exactly I sort of always I mean I've always had um a real sense of adventure and so it really really appealed to me especially with my um with both of my parents being 
um, crew and all that, I sort of wanted to follow in their footsteps. And I really, I was ready to go and jump on board and, and be yacht crew straight out of school. And I wasn't really that interested in going to university, but my parents sort of had other ideas about that. Right. <laughs> like, you know, knowing that it's sort of important to get a bit of a, bit of a foundation down first. And anyway, I, um, yeah, so doing the day work really helped me kind of realize, actually, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you are really, like, it's hard work. Like, you you are always cleaning. You're cleaning things that are already clean. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and um, you're living in confined spaces. I mean, it's a beautiful yacht, and they they have very comfortable crew quarters and things. But it's like, you know, you're living in very close quarters with other people you can't have your things around you I guess you know I like to I like to have a home yeah you know yeah. as well as the adventure I like to have a space to come back to and you know have my own space yes I definitely agree and I think that's what makes the traveling so freeing right is that you know you have like roots somewhere to go back to and that sense of self and belonging gives you I think like the confidence to go out and be like okay I'm totally in a new place I don't speak the language but that's okay I know where I came from and where I'm going back to. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that people, you know, are like a misconception about yacht crew is it's like, Oh, it's great. You live on this, you know, luxury yacht that costs like millions of dollars. And what are you complaining about? But that is your life. And it's, it's not like eight hours of sleep a night in that plush bed. You're in like, you know, bunk beds and falling asleep at two and up at six or whatever. It is hard, hard work. So they deserve a lot of credit, but yeah, also not for everyone. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd much prefer to be a guest on a super yacht, which is why charter brokerage was so much more appealing. (laughs) That's a great quote right there. (laughs) And uh, speaking of being a charter broker, because you obviously get a lot of clients all around the world. They might be in the States looking for somewhere to go down under or whatever the case may be. Have you seen, seen it change quite a bit? Like not only did you grow up with it, but now that you're working in it, are you like your mentality with crew changed a little bit? Are you also seeing clients coming from different places or like the types of vacations people want? Maybe it's not just a white boat off the coast in the Caribbean somewhere. Do they want something more adventurous? Like, is there something that really stands out for you that's changed? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, I've always really tried to specialize in sort of more adventurous charters anyway, because that's what really appeals to me. And and therefore, you know, um, I feel I'm able to do a better job of it. Um, But yeah, there's definitely been a definite increase in the number of clients wanting more of that experience, you know, like, um, I think... in the world of Instagram and all of these travel sites and everything, you know, people kind of just want more and more uh, remote and adventurous locations, basically. Like they want to see, like they want to, they want to see it all. Yeah. Yeah. They've done everything else, right? Exactly. Exactly. They want to get further and further afield, which is, um, which is really awesome actually. And I find it really fun to um work with clients that want that as well because um it's a learning experience for for all of us because you know in those adventurous locations as well it's the condition like things are changing all the time so you're always having to up your um your own knowledge and yeah it's just it's just a 
it's just really fun. Yeah, <laughs> and it really is off the beaten track, you know, quote unquote. I know it's it a really is. overused misnomer, yeah. but like it, you are sometimes navigating a whole new area. You don't know like visas or what kind of licenses and fees and everything exactly. else to get in there. So yeah, I think it's very exciting because it's opened a lot of mm. new places, but uh yeah, with that, yeah. you guys are doing all that research for everyone else, so they know what to exactly. do. Exactly, <laughs> as well with in regards to um, the way the industry has changed over the years, um, it's kind of a cliche answer, but um, technology has obviously advanced a lot um, since then. And I remember when I entered the industry around like seven or eight years ago, it would be now, um, and I, you know, fresh out of university. And I had a marketing and communications degree, so I was feeling like I was really up with the play with yeah. all this high-tech stuff and internet stuff, you know. <laughs> um, and starting this job, I uh, we were still using – they were still using fax machines. Oh, wow, okay. And we were posting hard copies of um, contracts all around the world and – to get signed and oh, it was so time consuming. Yeah. Um, and I remember Alan, my boss, <laughs> he, he had to teach me how to use a fax machine. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he thought it was hilarious that I'd had four years of university, but I still didn't know how to use a fax machine. <laughs> yeah. I still get that. Every once in a while, do you ever get that? Someone will say like, just fax it over. And you're like, really like not even a picture on my phone or like the scanner app on my phone it's yeah yeah there's a more efficient way so yeah yeah <laughs> so you've moved away from so fax machines That's we have good. moved away from fax machines yeah. yeah and like you've even shown right like you're normally based um like in new zealand but now you're doing some time like in the med and every all of our work can be done if you have like wi-fi and a laptop you're pretty much good to go which i think is been a really big change for every industry you know especially in yachting it's travel based there's a lot of shows you need to be at like you can't really be stuck in an office to do that work oh, anymore absolutely it's just like it's a total game changer yeah you really you really need to be and it's 24 7 as well so you know you can't you and with the amount of travel that that's going on you need to be able to do all of that from airports and, and yes and things the yeah. next one will be um and they're already starting out on some uh legs with uh wi-fi on on flight yes wi-fi. yeah yeah there's a mixed review <sighs> on that eh like oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> I'm a little bit scared of it <laughs> some people are thinking i put like i've heard the biggest exec execs of companies to be like that is my time i put my phone away i don't need to be connected oh but there's Me the majority too. of other people that are like it would be great i'm stuck in one place i can't do anything else you know i can get so much uh, work done but it's probably not good for our yeah. mental health. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I agree. I actually, I mean, well, with my job and my lifestyle as well, I mean, you kind of have to love flying and love airports, which I really do. It's yeah. weird, but I do. Um, and I love that feeling of being on a plane or sitting down for a 12-hour flight and being like, I am going to have no distractions. I'm going to have someone delivering me food. Yeah. I don't have to move if I don't want to move. Yeah. I can I can watch a couple of films and if if there is something that you want to work on for work, you know, um, an itinerary or some writing or an something article offline. or something. Yeah. Offline, yeah, then you've got the time and space to do that with 
really no distractions apart yeah. from the person snoring next to you. But yeah. <laughs> there's noise cancelling headphones for that. Yeah, those have been a great invention as well, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The eye mask and the noise cancelling headphones are like lifesavers on flights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now you're, so you've been in France for this summer, like, and it's, you know, we still have a little bit of time for the med season. Do you recommend any locations? Like as a broker, did you see new requests coming in this year for certain places that are really popular or maybe they're new like the eastern med we're still hearing a lot about croatia and places like that have you seen that change happening yourself or do you think it's still you know the classics yeah Yeah, no absolutely um croatia is definitely a um a growing one i'm sure you hear that a lot um we had some i had some clients chartering there this summer actually and they absolutely loved it said they're going to have to go back it sounds like there's just so many islands to explore and the people are great and yeah so that's a definite um a definite good one to try out um I also personally I really love uh Corsica I think because it's so wild oh, nice. um and I think it's something like 80 percent or something like that don't maybe don't quote me on that one <laughs> but like a large portion of the island is a natural reserve so you've got just so much um sort of rugged landscape in like on the western and interior of the island that um and it's all very, very mountainous as well and it's just, yeah it's just a lot of rugged kind of wildlife and all that kind of thing but then you've also got the beautiful white sand beaches and the classic sort of azure blue mediterranean sea and it's just kind of, it's just really diverse. And you've got um, within sort of half an hour driving, if you, you know, say you want to just get off off the boat for a while and, and get up into the mountains, it's only about half an hour, 40 minutes driving up. And then you can go and, and the temperature will be about 10 or 15 degrees cooler as well. So if oh, it's wow. 30 degrees down on the beach, it's going to be really comfortable, like 20 degrees up in the mountains. Yeah, such um, a change for a small area you know you'd expect to get that. yeah yeah it's amazing because it's got the 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 height so yeah, yeah. And then you can go canyoning or rock climbing or you know just kind of or um, cycling is a really big one road cycling cause there's some beautiful roads on the island and yeah so and then yeah. there's all, all the all the other classics like the Amalfi Coast is just beautiful I was there this year um and there, and with the island of Capri and Ischia and yeah and yeah. and actually this time of year is a great time too because not this time but um sort of September would be my favorite time of year for the Mediterranean because you're after the peak season yeah uh, so you avoid the crowds but it's still warm enough but not too hot and the water is still warm which is important for me yes <laughs> so I have very. to swim every day <laughs> yeah. I don't like swimming in cold water no and um, uh, <laughs> that's funny I think we did. Amalfi like late August I feel like we booked it after we knew all the British um school term went back or something when we lived in the UK and it was great because everything was so much more remote but that's why Corsica sounds amazing and I've done a lot of cycling around Europe and the roads leave a lot to be desired in places but oh yeah yeah. that sounds and it's unique to get that in Europe too right because everything's so accessible everything is very packed a lot of the time and busy and tourists Mm. um and you know we're all there for the same thing so we're just as guilty of it but to find something you know within a short flight 
you know, that's totally remote like that. And it feels like you must not even be in Europe anymore. Corsica, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's actually kind of what um, made me decide to move to France um, because it kind of reminded me of a condensed version of New Zealand. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> because it's like, I mean, it's a similar shape, I guess, to the South Island. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, it's kind of like a small, yeah, it's like a small condensed New Zealand. It's got the beaches, it's got the mountains, it's got lakes and rivers and it's got, but then it's also got the, the amazing historical stuff, um, which we don't get so much in yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, uh, we're the same. <laughs> Canada. Yeah, yeah. We're too young. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're way too young. Um, but yeah, cute little villages and lots of history to learn there as well. Um, and accessibility, and right? Like you could just hop on a plane and be anywhere else in Europe in an hour. Exactly. So. It's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, not that my my clients are going to be doing this, but from the south of France, France, Nice, um, you can actually get a ferry across. So it's super easy. Okay. That's kind of nice. Yeah. 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 You just want to be in the fresh air and not in a plane again or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, looking ahead, because we've had a lot of different people inquire about, you know, winter holidays and they're kind of bored with the Caribbean maybe. So you have done even personally, like a lot in the South Pacific. Is there a place that really stands out for you? that, you know, okay, we're escaping, like, Northern Hemisphere winter, where should we go? Where's really good this year, if you want to go by yacht? Okay, so, well, the, so the Northern Hemisphere winter is the Southern Hemisphere's summer, obviously. Yeah. Um, So that means that it is summer in New Zealand, so that is one place I would recommend, Um, but also it, means that it's the rainy season in the tropical regions of the Pacific so of the South Pacific so um, usually for charters around that time I recommend French Polynesia as a a really good um, spot because they um, they they miss that's just outside of the cyclone belt so it's very 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 uncommon for them to be affected by any kind of um, major weather event or anything. I, I definitely recommend French Polynesia. Um, the at that time of year, the surf is quite good in the Tuamotus. Okay, um, that's the best time of year for surfing in the Tuamotus, which is the a more remote region of French Polynesia. Um, and there's also spectacular diving there. Um, and then you've got the Society Islands as well, which is your sort of quintessential Tahiti experience with Bora Bora um, mm, and Marea nice. and, yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> and is that – do you get – I know you said, like, you went on a yacht from when you were a kid, like, from New Zealand to Hawaii. Do you find there are a lot of yachts that kind of traverse the globe a little bit and end up there or are those a lot of yachts that are like their home base is Australia or New Zealand and then they kind of charter out to those more remote places um it's a bit of both Uh, we have a lot of visiting yachts from like the Med and the Caribbean so um yeah there's a lot of yachts that are doing they'll be doing their circumnavigation or, or the like and they'll be passing through okay um 
those ones generally come back though because the South Pacific is just so great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am going to say that, but honestly, like, I know I'm biased, but <laughs> yeah. it really is amazing. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of that. And then there's also, yeah, we have um, a, a small fleet of yachts that move between Australia and New Zealand um, from, sorry, from Australia and New Zealand up to the islands um, in the winter. So, okay. Lots yeah, of options example, then. Yeah. It could be somebody who's yeah, on exactly. their route, like that charter plan for the year or somebody yeah. who that's their regular route. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I don't blame yeah. them for wanting to escape there. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for you, like, do you have any favorite spots? You've been really lucky to travel quite a bit. So, and it doesn't have to be by yacht, even just land anywhere in the world. People can add to their bucket list or me personally, it's growing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that's a really hard question for me. It's kind of <laughs> like too many, right? what's or... my favorite color and yeah. those kind of questions I really struggle with because I find so much goodness and so many, you know, it just depends. Um, what you're looking for, just, what, you've what done. you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. So um, a lot of people love the whole kind of like mountainous experience and, and they want to see, um, like for example, with New Zealand, you've got it's so diverse. You've got the kind of Lord, the classic Lord of the Rings mountains in the south, and and those really really striking um, landscapes. But then you've also got the beautiful white sand beaches and things like that. It just depends what you're wanting, and you know, do you want warm warm tropical water, or are you okay with cooler water? But you know. Yeah. Different, different things. Yeah. Different strokes um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like the people yeah. who do the, um, like, okay. Northwest passage on your own private yacht. That would definitely be a bucket list item for me, but doing oh, a yeah. crew, like a big thing for Canadians is, you know, anniversaries. It used to be anyway, like you'd go for t up to Alaska and do a cruise and it is incredible, but living through four to six months of winter, depending how bad it is that year, I couldn't imagine taking a holiday somewhere cold and it's awful because I'm probably missing out on some excellent stuff but for me I'm still in a real phase of my life where if I'm going on a holiday and you see it'd be like fall like autumnal I like but if it's like I'm in a ski suit and all this and I'm not skiing for the weekend yeah I, I'm like you I need like a warm seawater yeah, <laughs> yeah sunshine yeah. mountains are good too but it needs to definitely have <laughs> some heat I would say yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I've been chasing the summer for the last few years. So yeah, are you timing it that way that now you'll go back for like Southern Hemisphere mm. summer and then our winter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Okay. I'm, I've become extremely sensitive to the cold. Oh yeah. See, I have a friend, um, and actually one of our our copywriters who's probably listening. She lives in Hawaii and she came from mainland like northern US and I said like oh don't you miss seasons and she was just like flat no <laughs> I don't need seasons this is nice it's the same temperature all year round and I'm really seeing the appeal myself so oh yeah 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 no I get that yeah well you know I mean the thing is it seems crazy but with the world today you know if you if you want if you're getting tired of the cold and this is actually what what I love about the south of France too because it, especially during the heat wave or something, 
if you're getting too hot or if you're a bit sick of it, you just drive for a few hours and you're in the mountains in Switzerland. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's a lot cooler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then your winters are really temperate, but it's still great for all the skiers out there. So exactly. it's kind of, yeah, best of both, I guess. It uh, is, yeah. yeah. And really I guess in that way. it's, yeah, and it sounds like um, you did the exact job that you were destined to do. But if you weren't a, a charter broker, did you ever think of something else you might do for a living? Like, did you consider doing something else? Or right now, today, if you stopped doing your job, is there anything that really calls out to you? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about this quite a bit over the years. Um, you know, thinking maybe I'd like to switch things up a bit. Yeah. But I just, once you sort of go through it all, um, it's just kind of impossible to find anything that ticks all the boxes for me, like, like, um, charter brokering does. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, I'm very, I'm passionate about, um, nature and the environment and, um, that kind of thing. So it's, uh, for me, I would, it's kind of more about finding ways to incorporate my interests into the job that I already currently do. Right. So, um, like at the moment I'm trying to, I'm, I'm looking into ways to develop a, uh, corporate social responsibility program that could, um, you know, include some sort of environmental aspect um, with the yacht charters that we organize. Um, and then, but then I'm also, I mean, I love travel and I love, um, I'm pretty interested in fashion and yeah. design and that kind of thing. And I love adventure. So I'm kind of thinking, oh, and I love adventure sports and things like that. And I love diving, scuba diving. So, you know, I could be like a, um, a paragliding, <laughs> deep sea diving instructor that has a great wardrobe yeah um, wears all her own sustainable clothing yeah exactly and um travels and I love helping people too so maybe I could throw a bit of um therapist work in there or something okay (laughs) well that's what's cool about you know before we hopped on this call we were chatting about just how the world works now and like it's really a great time to be you know as cliche like to be alive and working because you can wear a lot of hats in all your jobs and like a lot of employers or you're working for yourself so you can incorporate that so for you saying like you know maybe I want to do some like humanitarian aid well I can create an itinerary for a yacht charter like for someone similar that wants to do that and you're taking all these elements of your other goals in life and you're kind of marrying them all together and it's that's probably why it's really hard you know like back in the day you'd be like if you weren't a lawyer you know oh, I always wanted to be a vet or something you know, like there were like strict yeah. jobs and like boundaries you know and I feel like they're all kind of merging in a different way now which is kind of cool yeah absolutely I think it's a really exciting time to um yeah dream big as, yeah <laughs> yeah cheesy as that sounds no I mean I see it especially with crew right like people who are like I wanted to do this for a few years but now I love the travel but I also really want to be a yoga instructor you know like some of the things you yeah. see all the time so then they end up taking it and then clients maybe want to take yoga when they're on the boat so it's kind of you don't have to choose either yeah. or I guess anymore yeah absolutely nice. yeah. yeah it's so nice to try and find ways to give back as well when you um you know you do live such a such a blessed life really yes. being able to, with all of the travel and being surrounded with such incredible um experiences and and th- like these incredible yachts and things it's it's 
really great to try and find ways to incorporate some sort of, um, yeah, giving ways to give back. Yeah. And we are seeing that, right? Like you've had different boats that have, you know, either they're like helping wildlife or they're tagging or they're doing like beach cleanups or like Dunya Baru, they're doing like the legacy charters and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. The learning center. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot. A lot to be said for this industry too. I think it looks like flash yes. and bang from the outside, but it's it's nice when you see that happening as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well great, Blair. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to see the world differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.